This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. USDA's new program to boost ag export funding disclosed a few more particulars today. The Regional Agricultural Promotion Program is now accepting applications for $300 million in funding. That's a slice from a more than $1 billion pie USDA plans to use to supplement the existing market access program and foreign market development farm bill efforts. USDA Trade Undersecretary Alexis Taylor says RAP will play a big role in getting new buyers for U.S. agriculture. That's going to be critical to continue to invest in the market diversification work um, that we have been prioritizing at USDA. Today's announcement leaves about three quarters of the planned RAP investment unspent, something Taylor says will come later. This is going to be a five-year program. That $1.3 billion will be spread out over five years, um, which I think is really important because investing in these um, markets is a long-term proposition. It is not like you show up one year and you never have to go back. Um, it takes work, it takes effort, and it can take multiple years of work and effort. The money is coming from USDA's Commodity Credit Corporation. USDA also plans to use some CCC funds for international food aid. Bill Thompson has more details on agripulse.com. Another USDA wing also announced a handful of changes today, this one to existing farmer risk management programs. USDA's Farm Service Agency says it will waive some paperwork requirements for producers looking to demonstrate loss under the Livestock Indemnity Program and ELAP, the program that offers emergency assistance for livestock, honeybees, and farm-raised fish. The agency says this will streamline getting help to producers. Specifically, FSA is waiving existing requirements that producers must submit loss paperwork within a predetermined amount of days instead requesting that documentation as soon as possible once those losses are determined following a natural disaster or just as soon as program application deadlines are established. The programs are frequently used by producers dealing with inclement weather, including winter conditions. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey says many areas are currently dealing with a cold snap. We saw some sub-zero temperatures on the morning of November 28th across the upper Midwest, extending as far south as northern Iowa. And then in the west, we have seen our first freezes of the year in California's Central Valley. And in fact, if you look at the period from November 25th through the 28th, some locations as far south as the San Joaquin Valley have seen four consecutive freezes. Now, the good news on that front is that these have not been hard freezes for the most part. And for growers with citrus and other temperature-sensitive crops, it hasn't required a whole lot of extra work to protect those sensitive crops. But at the same time, it is a sign of the season that we are moving into winter here in just a few days. Noah Wicks has more online. Finally today, with higher interest rates looking to be sticking around, Farmers Business Network finance lead Dan English says the company wants producers to find a way to navigate that challenge. He says those changes in market conditions have FBN shifting its guidance for producers. A couple years ago, we would have told almost everybody to get into you know, a relatively long-dated fixed-rate fixed loan. Uh, today, you know, we're telling people the savings are there to fix it for a shorter amount of time, still have the security of a longer term. Uh, but a different structure than we would have uh, suggested farmers get into a year or two ago. He says creative options should be on the table. Getting farmers to kind of realize, hey, the higher rates are here, how do you manage within that? And making sure that farmers are using every tool that they can to get cash, whether it's 
leveraging input financing, whether it's um, you know maybe uh, refinancing a small partial, uh, a small parcel at a lower rate, um, whatever it is to make sure that they're in a good position and uh, can lower their interest expense as much as possible. The Federal Reserve has raised interest rates 11 times since March of 2022, but have left things unchanged since the most recent 25 basis point increase about four months ago. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. A new farm bill remains a top priority for more than 100 groups that know it impacts every American. Learn more at farmbillforamericasfamilies.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.